0: The Apostle Paul called them the enemy of all humanity, and when they came after Christians brandishing syringes filled with physical and spiritual death, one church knew who they were and what to do. In today's episode, we look at how the Marcionite Christian Church fought the worldwide COVID-vax mandates. Deconstructing the past to help you make sense of today. Time for another award-winning episode of Pre-Nicene Perspective with your host, Darren Kalama. I had an opportunity to sit down and talk with Bishop Andrew Theophilus with the help of a Greek interpreter and get the full story on how the second oldest Christian church in the world took on the number one enemy of all mankind. But first, some quick background. The Marcionite Christian Church was founded in 144 AD after a schism developed between Christians who exclusively adhered to the teachings of Christ and against the Judaizers. You see, the Judaizers had mixed Judaism with its Torah and alien deity with Christianity, a a blending of oil and water, a spiritual alchemy, if you will. In effect, they had stapled two different religions together. You know them today as the Protestants, Catholics, Evangelicals, Baptists, etc., or simply Judeo-Christian churches. And as our story develops, you will note that all of these denominations, with their stapled together religions, genuflected to the satanic power behind the COVID-vax mandates and its associated tyranny. And that's no accident, as you'll soon see. On the other side of the split were the first Christians, led at the time by Marcion of Sinope, the son of the Bishop of Pontus. He had traveled the world to collect the Apostle Paul's original epistles and his Gospel of the Lord. This collection of holy scripture comprised the entirety of the first Christian Bible and was the bedrock of faith, the sola scriptura, for the first Christians and the Marcionites. Obviously, that first Bible did not contain the Torah, or, as it was renamed later, the Old Testament. That church and its Bible would grow to be larger than even the Catholic Church at one point, spanning the entire known world. So there was a lot at stake with this schism in 144 AD. In fact, the oldest inscription in the world bearing the name of Jesus Christ sits upon a stone archway above a Marcionite church in Syria. It's dated 318 A.D., and its letters are carved in Greek. Hopefully, that little walk down memory lane will give you some context and perspective as we get back to the subject at hand. Given the rich and storied history of the Marcionites and their millennia long battle with the Judaizers and the enemies of all humanity, the bishops and leaders of the Church took a keen interest in the launch of the COVID empire in the beginning of 2020. These same enemies of all mankind had their claws and their scent markings on every aspect of the fake COVID plague and its 24-7 media bombardment. But a sense of alarm and real danger wasn't felt within the church until talk of a suddenly developed mRNA vaccine began to be trumpeted. After all, the Jesus killers weren't going to shut down the entire world economy and go through the headache of IMF threats and bribery to make every country conform over a flu bug with a survival rate of 99.99%. No, the only thing that made sense would be a payoff in the form of a permanent genetic mutation that either made control of humanity easier, disconnected them from God, or, would eventually kill their enemies outright either through follow-on disease or sterility and these seemingly rushed and mandated bioweapon injections masquerading as vaccines would be the perfect way to do it now i say seemingly rushed because scientists have been playing around with rna and crispr cas9 technology for the last 20 years There was nothing experimental about what was in those syringes. They knew exactly what would happen. The only thing that was left to chance was how people would react. And they'd do their best to mitigate the fallout through iron fist control and censorship of the media. Even shoveling billions of dollars to slick, fast-talking influencers on social media. And, of course, the fake COVID tests, also mandatory, would allow them to collect and catalog verified DNA samples of everyone on the planet. Throw in the Old Testament Moses face mask to complete the humiliation, and the entire project was straight from hell. A plan designed by Satan and executed by his children, a tiny malevolent group that has never had so much control in the history of mankind at one time. And they were, and are, determined to keep it. The month was July, the year was 2020, and the church decided it needed to act to protect its parishioners. One year before the first Pfizer COVID bioweapon was approved, one year before the first mandates were rolled out, The Church became the first in the world to issue a subitus Medicinae Edicto, an emergency medical edict which banned parishioners from receiving the COVID RNA bioweapon injections. At the same time, the Church began issuing religious exemptions for the COVID injections and created a database with a hotline that could be accessed 24-7 to confirm a parishioner's enrollment in the exemption registry. The exemptions were provided to all at no charge. The church also issued a press release announcing the ban, which you should see on your screen right now. If you're listening to FBN Radio or the podcast version of today's episode, you can view that press release at firstbiblenetwork.com forward slash presser dot pdf. The release stated, and I quote, DNA vaccines inject synthesized genes, altering the human genetic makeup forever in unknown ways, and the RNA vaccines have the potential to trigger autoimmune reactions wherein the body attacks itself, permanently altering a perfect creation of God using the cover story of a virus like COVID, which is about as dangerous as the flu. It's not a risk we're willing to take, unquote. Now, two years later, what do you think of that statement? At the time, the church was ridiculed and mocked for it. Today, many of those same people are no longer with us. The church also quoted foundational scripture as the basis for the ban from 1 Corinthians 6.19, which reads, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God? and ye are not your own? Now, knowing full well the craftiness of the enemy and his skill at linguistic gymnastics, semantics, and word games, also known as lying, the church was careful to word its ban specifically to RNA vaccines. This eliminated many of the faux bureaucratic objections that would later materialize in the form of worksheets that people would be required to fill out in order to, quote-unquote, justify their objections to the COVID bioweapon injections. The church foresaw all of this because of their familiarity with the enemy and his ways, and they neatly sidestepped it. You see, the Marcionite church has been battling this enemy, the Judaizers, for thousands of years and saw them coming a mile away. How else did they know to create the COVID RNA religious exemptions a year before Pfizer was approved? How did they know a full year before the mandates took effect? And in effect, it was a bulletproof exemption by design because they know their playbook. The ban and its associated exemptions went into effect August 1, 2020 for a period of seven years. Since then, 1,495 religious RNA vaccination exemptions have been issued. Of those, 376 were rejected and required a personal letter signed by the church to ensure their approval. And of those 367, two were rejected again, with one case still in heavy litigation in New York. So, out of 1,495 exemptions, one was rejected with no further recourse, and that was in Canada. Now, I'm familiar with these numbers and their accuracy because in my capacity as Outreach Director for the Church in the Americas, I was responsible for writing each of those 367 personal letters. Now, Bishop Theophilus says he's pleased with the outcome of our campaign overall and says he's praying for God to intervene and deliver guidance and justice to the pharmacy chain in Canada that denied the exemption for our parishioner. It's my understanding that the church may be taking legal action against the pharmacy chain, so I'm going to refrain from name-dropping and uh, pending approval from the church. However, once given, I can assure you the full weight and resources of FBN will be put to bear on this company and the people involved in the rejection decision by name. Each one will be individually dragged out of the shadows and examined in the bright sunlight of truth at length. Hopefully they reflect and decide to do the right thing. On the other hand, for those companies, government agencies, and military branches that honored the exemptions from the church, Uh, The Marcionite Church specifically thanks you, and we pray for you. As the deaths and diseases pile up as a result of these RNA injections, you can see now your decision was the right one. And just to wrap up the final numbers, 1,466 religious exemptions were also issued for COVID testing and masks. You see, this is how a church looks out for its parishioners. This is how the shepherd protects the sheep. It is the job of the church to look out for your spiritual and physical welfare. If they don't, they're no different from a pizza hut in a suburban strip mall. Let's think back. What did your Judeo-Christian church do during COVID? Did they lock down and mask up? Did they encourage you to get injected with Satan's shot? Did they care more about their tax-free 501c3 status than about your very soul? Did the millions they received from PPP program loans influence their decision? Looking back, it's disappointing to know that had the Vatican opposed the COVID bioweapon injections, the entire scam would have never gotten off the ground. Instead, they promoted and glorified it, turning their back on God. How hazy has your memory gotten about what happened? Many of these Judeo-Christian churches required you to be vaccinated with the RNA bioweapon just to attend Mass. One of the two popes fired Vatican employees that had refused the mark, even members of the Swiss Guard. Entry to the Vatican was forbidden without proof of the COVID-vax mark. Even St. Peter's Basilica itself was off-limits without it. Think about that. If Jesus himself had descended from heaven and arrived at the Vatican, he would have been denied entry. And make no mistake, it wasn't just the Catholic Church. All of the so-called mainstream denominations rolled over on command like trained seals. Communion and baptisms were halted. Evangelical preachers like Franklin Graham, were prancing around on TV stages and saying, and I quote, Jesus would have taken the COVID vaccination, unquote. Another famously remarked that the COVID vax was a gift from God. Remember disgraced Jerry Falwell Jr., another vaxxed-up apostate? How many people believed these carnival barkers and rolled up their sleeves as a result? Millions upon millions— now dead and dying because of their lies and deceptions. These false brethren were paid a lot of money, and they had no problem turning their backs as the flock was slaughtered by satanic wolves. They even encouraged it. They even literally injected people inside of their churches. I would urge them to re-familiarize themselves with 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21, Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. And that's exactly what they did. They turned their churches into a shoney's buffet of Satanism. But instead of getting angry and questioning our faith over this, let's take an analytical approach. Let's put aside the emotion and reflect on why they did it and what they all have in common. Now, I know it's easy to dismiss this as a simple money grab, but I can assure you that there was much more at play here. Let's start with uh, one of the common denominators. You see, all of these denominations use a Bible that wasn't even published until the late 4th century by the Catholic Church, with pieces of two different religions stapled together and barely recognizable from the original Christian Bible of 144 AD with its single gospel, the gospel of the Lord, and ten original epistles. But today, your Judeo-Christian Bible has now ballooned to four different gospels, all written by unknown people, Acts, extra epistles, and no less than 72 books. Talk about inflation. It's absolutely massive, yet only 2% of the words contained within it are actually attributed to Jesus Christ. If the Federal Reserve was in charge of Bibles, this would be the result. And it is from this corrupt tree with its vast canopy of stapled on branches that we see its bad fruit born. We recently did an episode in which we studied how, to a man, all of the biggest Judeo-Christian religious cults with the highest death counts, Jim Jones, Koresh, Heaven's Gate, all of them used a similar model of success. They use the honey, the purity of Christ's New Testament message and teachings to lure the innocent into the kill box of the alien Old Testament Torah. It's the same time-tested trap and -and bait-and-switch used by false brethren and Judaizers for centuries. I'll have a link in the show notes if you'd like to watch that episode, and I believe it also airs on FBN Radio during the pre-Nicene Perspective segments. Now, what am I getting at? You see, using the Old Testament Torah, virtually any horrific and barbaric act, no matter how repulsive, can be justified and brought in line with a faith because it's, quote-unquote, the Word of God. Doubt me? Try these verses on for size and see if the glove fits. From Deuteronomy 25.12, the Jewish Old Testament deity here instructs them in how to deal with a woman who gets in the middle of a fight between two men. You are to cut off her hand. You must show her no pity, Here, let's try on another one from the Old Testament kill box. This one from Ezekiel 9, 6 through 11. Kill them all, old and young, girls and women and little children. Defile the temple, the Lord commanded. Fill its courtyards with corpses. Go! So they went and began killing throughout the city." Now, does that sound like anything Jesus or the Christian God revealed to us only through Christ would ever command you to do? I sure hope not. Remember that schism I was telling you about in the beginning of the episode between the Judaizers and the pre-Nicene Christians? Well, these were the exact same verses that could never be reconciled, and they caused the split. These are the same types of Old Testament Torah verses and their associated derivative Talmudic logic games and semantics that were used by the Judeo-Christian denominations to justify recommending and promoting the COVID RNA bioweapons to their parishioners. Justifications and linguistic gymnastics that would not have been possible to perform with the first Christian Bible. And that's precisely why the Marcionite Christian Church banned the COVID RNA vaccines. I hope for some of you a light bulb has turned on. And as the realization washes over you, just know that others have been in the exact same place you are now spiritually. You're home again with the millions of pre-Nicene Christians that preceded you. Welcome back. Now, looking ahead, the enemy of all humanity will, as usual, have more attacks in store for us more fake plagues more real bioweapons and probably a world war now of a less lethal nature but just as dangerous will be a rollout of digital currencies after the planned economic crash and reset and various biosurveillance biometric technology schemes and just as the marcionite church protected its flock from the COVID RNA injections, they will be there to help shield the parishioners from what's on the horizon. But make no mistake, your main protection comes in the form of the gospel of the Lord and the first Christian Bible. With it, you cannot be deceived by the enemy. The church gains nothing in this world by telling you any of this, only in the next. And as we wrap up, I'd like to say a Special thanks to Bishop Theophilus for giving us a window into how this played out in the beginning. You can learn more about their church by visiting Mercenitechurch.org.org. And turning to some housekeeping notes now, Spotify has acquired a company called Kinzen KINZEn, which, Embodies all the worst traits that you can imagine in an organization that uses high tech to identify, silence, and censor speech that it deems to be uh, quote unquote misinformation or harmful, i.e., harmful to the goals of the enemy of all humanity. You see, Kinzen received much of its research funding from Zuckerberg's Meta Facebook and from the Orwellian dark, bubbling abyss of yellow journalism known as the Pointer Institute. We expect Spotify to fully apply this new tech to podcasts, and of course it will gain traction with the other gatekeeping platforms as well. And just as free speech on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google was stamped out, crushed, and domesticated, so too it will be for podcasting. And following that model, not only will censorship occur, it will be joined with PayPal bans and reporting to the ADL and its de facto enforcement arm, the FBI. I'll have a link in the show notes for that Spotify Kinzen story. And when the rollout happens, and it will, we'll be moving off the podcasting platforms and exclusively be broadcasting our episodes through online streaming radio. As a matter of fact, We already have that station up and running and it broadcasts 24-7. In addition to the pre-Nicene Perspective episodes, it's the only station in the world that broadcasts the gospel of the Lord in full and commercial-free every day. Looking ahead, we'll also be adding a daily live news update and other live content as we port over. You can find that and bookmark the stream at firstbiblenetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. This has been Darren Kalama with Pre-Nicene Perspective. May God's Holy Spirit find and guide you. We'll see you next week. Kill them all, old and young, girls and women and little children. Does that sound like something Jesus would ever say to you? The first Christians didn't think so either. And that's why you won't find the Old Testament in the first Christian Bible of 144 AD. Reconnect with your pre Nicene Christian roots and the Bible you were meant to have. Ten books and the Gospel of the Lord. Download your free ebook at theveryfirstbible.org.